the Five Star Zone with Rico Beard and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins back in the house. We're going to be talking a little bit of hoops. Gave Howard a little bit of a break while we do hoops. And before we get into that, um, Kevin Warren is now working as president of the Chicago Bears, which leaves a gaping hole for leadership of the Big Ten. And there's a lot of names floating out there from Gene Smith, like just former AD, the ACC athletic director. I'm going to say this. I think there's one name that will probably work for this. And the reason being, it'll make total sense. Kevin Warren took over uh, from Jim Delaney. Jim Delaney was the guy who got the Big Ten Network going, made the Big Ten a lot of money. Kevin Warren comes in, adds USC, UCLA, and renegotiates the contract, makes the Big Ten even more money. I think we've gone past the days of just the worried about academics and the players and going to class and all of that stuff. The next guy has to be able to take what the previous two commissioners did and take it to an entirely different stratosphere. You got to go outside the box. Kevin Warren was outside the box. He wasn't a part of the whole academia thing. Mark Silverman, president, COO of Fox Sports. Why? Because Fox Sports owns, damn near owns the Big Ten anyway. So just steer into this and embrace it. It's not about academics. It's not about student athletes. It's about dollars. So let's just go get the president of Fox Sports and take this whole thing to another level. Because those two have brought in so much money and so much revenue, college sports will never be the same. No. We've now reached this level where you have to be innovative. I mean, I, I had you last night watch the uh, the all-access game. Loved it. With uh, Minnesota and Ohio State. And for those who didn't watch it, it was on FS1. It was genius. And FS1 owned by Fox. There was only timeouts right at the half to give the teams time to get into the locker room. The camera never left the coaches or the court. There were no commercial breaks. You heard everything the coaches had to say. You were in every huddle during the break. This is college basketball versions of the Manning cast. I'm glued. I found it fascinating. I'm, I'm texting you, and I'm texting David. Are you watching this? And then at halftime, they take you into the locker room, and you hear actually the coach on the whiteboard drawing up stuff, not stuff that they know, oh, the camera's watching, say a couple things, and then we move on. No, no, no. It had to be some type of agreement that you couldn't monitor the other team's stuff. Yeah, or kind of like uh, the World Series of Poker. They used to put that live on TV, but it was on 13-minute delay or something. I'm not saying that was on a delay, but as a basketball dork like I am, it was the coolest thing to see that. Like um, Ben Johnson, he's talking to his team, and he's drawing up plays, but at the same time, he's asking his players what they saw, if they think that this would work on the court. Right. And I'm like, it's just so awesome to see it. And then the way that that game ended, I expected a little bit more out of Ohio State's coach, but he stayed silent yeah. the entire time. But it was just, you know what? They always talk about breaking the fourth wall in TV and stuff. That's what they did. Yeah, they, they let did. you inside. It was they, So I look at that, and that's why I say a guy like Mark Silverman. There's going to be a lot of names, but he's president, COO of Fox Sports. You got to take sports, Big Ten, to a different level. And in order for the— 
The Big Ten is not winning titles. They are making the most financially. So, you know, when it comes to picking up the check, they're the big boys. Yeah. When it comes to who's the best, it's still the SEC because football is king. But this could help s- separate them even more because the SEC network, the Longhorn network, the ACC, the Pac-12, the reason why all these conferences are struggling is because they don't have that Big Ten network. And I know people make fun of me, but now that you're adding the two L.A. teams, the Big Ten now owns the top four Five markets where New York, Chicago, L.A., D.C., and Philadelphia. They got them cornered. So they can charge really simple. The reason why that's important for those who want to know, because it goes on your cable package if you're in those cities. And you're like, well, who cares? They don't really care about it. Doesn't matter. Well, it's that five bucks a month that you're paying. It's, it's it's like I tell people all the time. You probably don't watch Univision or you don't watch Lifetime, mm-hmm. but it's on there and you're paying for it. And Lifetime can give less than a damn if you ever watch them or not. They still collect a check. Oh yeah. So that's what it means to them. So when the Big Ten can do that in the top five markets, that means something. Oh, and by the way, you still have the Detroit market, you still have the Cleveland market, you still have the Milwaukee market. So you have a ton of markets that you're in and that are top 12 markets. That's why you can make so much money. It's going to help. Look at what the coaches are going to be making. If Harbaugh comes back, he's going to be one of the highest paid coaches. You got Mel Tucker, you got James Franklin, you got Ryan Day. They could afford all of this stuff because money ain't coming from the school. It's coming from that TV deal. Mm -hmm. So I say that. Just go ahead, embrace the guy from Fox Sports, and let's take this to a whole nother level and make every other conference play catch up. Well, and it's kind of like what you said. Instead of trying to fool us with this academia stuff, run it like the business that it is. Right. I I mean, Gene Smith, yeah, it's great, but— The schools need to worry about the academia and all that stuff in the NCAA, but the Big Ten is worried about entertainment, And here's the media. Yeah. Mark Mark Silverman— doesn't care about, oh, well, you only care about Michigan or Ohio. I care about money, mm-hmm. okay? I care about all the schools that can make me money. Right. You put Gene Smith on there, now you're looking at, well, it's a bias, it's this, it's that. Nope. You don't have to go that route. So that's just, that's how I'm seeing that would be the best thing, I think, for the Big Ten. So that being said, college hoops. Oh, I love it. In the Big Ten, it's very simple. There will be no one seeds in the NCAA tournament from the Big Ten. Maybe Purdue will be a two seed. The reason why, everybody's going to beat up everybody. Oh, yeah. And just when you think you got this Big Ten figured out, you don't. Just when you think, oh, this team's going to be pretty good. They're not. I, I mean, Iowa down double digits to Indiana and something. It was like down like 20 points. Yes. Yeah, and then it went totally freaky Friday. Iowa wins, and now Indiana stinks. And Iowa's all of a sudden red and hot. Iowa can't. I mean, last night against they, they played against Michigan, and it was just everybody but Jawan Howard knew don't play Iowa basketball. Well, Iowa wants you to run up and down the court with them, and Michigan, you know, Jed Howard with two T's, in case you didn't know. So how about we just call him 2T? Yeah. So, so 2T goes yeah. out there and scores like, like 34 points. 21 at halftime. Yeah. But in the end, Iowa, it was a four-point play. Kobe, Buff, Kobe Bufkin fouls the shooter, and it was like, dude, 
what were you thinking? Well, Sandefort, who had been in the slump, got out of that slump at the end of the game. Did he ever? You don't foul. You're up four. You never listen. You're taught in, in middle school basketball to not follow a three point shooter. Period. Right. Don't follow a shooter. Period. Right. And coming off that screen, you know you're already behind. So the moment you jump and you don't let him land, it's going to be a foul every time. And then he just is pure with it. But, I mean, the TV announcers are talking, don't play this brand of basketball. It's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. I got in the car. I listened to a little bit of Brian Bosch call the game for Michigan's radio. And even Terry Mills is like, you don't want to play this game. You're going to want to slow it down. Everybody's talking about it. And I guess when you're up seven points with two minutes to go or four points up with 20 seconds to go, that you you think you got it in the bag. Right. And it's interesting. Because I want to read you these comments from one Hunter Dickinson after the game. Because <laughs> I can tell you where they lost the game, but go ahead. Tell me the comments. We were confident going in overtime. I don't think there was a person in the huddle that thought we were going to lose. I think everybody thought we were going to win. I was very confident personally. I knew that they had barely gotten into overtime with that four-point play, and I thought we were going to execute down the stretch. We didn't change our defensive disposition in overtime from our last four minutes. We didn't have a change of disposition on defense. We continued doing the same stuff that allowed them to get back into the game. First off, overconfident, is that good when you're in the huddle like that? Because he did nothing in overtime. No. Newsflash, he didn't do anything in the game. But also, like, you got to change your defense up if that's what you're doing. Iowa changed up their defense. Fran McCaffrey was livid on two threes that Jet made in the second half, called timeouts instantly. Yeah, Jet didn't make another point for the final 12 minutes of the game. Yes, because that was it. They took him out of the game. No. When that kid, uh, Soderbergh or whatever, starts going off, glue on him, just like they did to you. Yeah. Because then in overtime, he's getting putbacks on fouls. They're up, what, nine points? I think Michigan scored two points in overtime or something like that. Seven points. I think seven. they were up seven points with two minutes to go. Yep. Because Rieger was losing it. He was taxing me. <laughs> they were up four points with, you know, 20, 20 seconds. seconds to go. And, yeah, uh, they, they roll off the screen. Uh, Sanford rolls off the screen, hits the three. You let him shoot the three. Yes. Because if he hits it, you're You're up, still up one, you play the free throw game. You're up one, and it's not even a free throw game. This is where— Oh, you're right. They didn't. They weren't even in the bonus they didn't have yet. Enough, so they were going to have to foul you, and so you were more gonna, time comes off. So right, so you were going to be able to probably milk this clock to the bitter end. By the time they fouled you, either you made an easy basket, or it was going to be two seconds left in the game, and they would have had to haul up a hail mary. It it just leads me to wonder, like you know, who's what's the brain trust thinking because the team melted. Down in the end. Well, it sounds like it was in the huddle. We got this. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Iowa goes on a 14 to 5 run in the, in the overtime. And, and you think they, they, they had it won. Michigan was done. Well, the, even looking at look at the players on, on the bench. Kobe Bufkin, I understand you made that foul and you fouled out of the game. Don't sit there and pout. So Support game. the dudes that are on the on the floor. They lost. Michigan lost this game when when Doug McDaniel, the, the freshman point guard, hit two threes. Oh, and then he's shushing <clears> the crowd. He shushes. I don't even mind the shushing the crowd. I actually appreciate that. But he hit the two threes. He he's not that great of a scorer because I'm like man, he's like Michigan's version of Tum Tum. He's super he's quick, fast, though. fast. But there was a reason why he was wide open. Iowa was like, if this guy beats us, he just beats us. Don't care. Yeah, so be it. He has two threes. He's got confidence. Final shot of the game. Michigan has it. 
You know who did not touch the ball? Jet. You know who did not touch the ball? Hunter. Right. Like, Dougie, my man, Booby, what are we doing? Why are you shooting this shot? I know you hit two big threes. You had your moment. Now let the big boys eat. If I'm Jed Hunter, I would have been standing next to him. Just give me the ball and get out my way. Because if you're Michigan, I can live with Jed Hunter, who was just going off that night, missing a shot, going to overtime. But Doug McDaniel, like, this is where we are right now? It, it was kind of wild. And, I mean, he just – it was listen. It was a runner. That's not the best shot that you want to take there. But then that also falls on coaching. Call up a play. Right. What are we doing? Just running this solo pick and roll type deal. Run your best play when you're tied and you have the ball. Now they get Northwestern, but at home. Now Michigan's a different team at home. I mean, they've lost a lot of games. I mean, just they they melt down at the end of games. I mean, they should have beat North Carolina. They should have beat Kentucky. They should have beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. They should have beat Iowa. Like That's Central Michigan. Central Michigan, like, these are five games that, you know, your record looks a lot better. Right now, they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, what are they, 9-7 and seven overall? They're not a tournament team. Looking at everybody's bracket. They're not even next four out. Well, they don't have any the quality. after that, they are just not on the radar right now. They don't have quality wins. I mean, they beat Minnesota and Maryland, but they're meh. They get Northwestern at home. I don't know what Northwestern is because in the Big Ten, win your home games – Pray to God you can win three or four, maybe five on the road, and see what happens. Like, Michigan State goes into the Cole Center, and they pull off an upset, though I guess it wasn't an upset because they, they were, were favored. They were favored because Minnesota was minus uh, one of their big guns. But Joey Hauser shows up. He has his big game. They find a way at the end of the oh, game. Hogard took over. Hogard took over. I think what he scored the final eight points yeah. in the game. MSU comes away with a victory. They got a big one against Terrence Shannon and Illinois on Friday night. It really boils down to it's going to be an orange out at Assembly Assembly Hall. Assembly Hall, to me, is probably one of the outside of, you know, the Breslin Center. Assembly Hall, well, both Assembly Halls, Illinois and Indiana, Mackey, Purdue, and the Cole Center, four toughest places to play. They're going for an orange out tonight, which means— Good luck. I mean, Illinois has given Michigan State fits at home over the last few years. And then I saw, what, Michigan State's a five-point dog tonight going into the game. It it really boils down to can you slow down Terrence Shannon. And explain to people who don't know who he is. He's there like a 6'5", good shoot, I mean, wing guard who can – he's an NBA-type player. He he could take it off the dribble. He's their guy. He's the dude. He's that person that the ball is going to go through their hand. He is, and, you know, he, he's he's an upgraded version of Joey Hauser. He's an upgraded version of Jet Howard. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that, you know what, if you're not up close, he can nail a three. If you get too close, he'll drive bad, past you and dunk the ball. Probably looking at about four or five guys trying to guard him. You know, gone is, you know, Kofi Coburn, the big guy in the middle. That's... Pretty much their offense. You can slow him down. You keep him out. They can pull off the upset. I don't think this is going to be a game that Joey comes out and does anything because I think Joey's mainly going to be a defender. Because tonight, sacrifice Joey points to make sure Shannon does not score. This is where you're going to see Pierre Brooks. You're going to see Jay Nakins. You're going to see a lot of people sacrifice points to try to slow this guy down. Now, the ones that you probably want to watch out for will 
be the backcourt of AJ and Tyson Walker because that's where they're oh, going to Derek's have to... not playing tonight? <laughs> no, Derek Walker won't play tonight. <laughs> I, I think he retired from football okay. a long time okay. ago. But uh, you know who his wife was? No. Derek Walker played for the Raiders. Played at Michigan, played at the Ronda Walker? Ronda Walker. Oh. That was his wife. Maybe that's what Magic was thinking about when he was tweeting that, though. Maybe. So, but yeah, I look for those guys. They're going to have to step up and do something. And then, you know, in order to win the Big Ten, I think Purdue will probably win the Big Ten, but Purdue will probably have 15 wins, five losses. Mm hmm. It's going to be a lot of teams in the tournament. The, the, the funny thing about the NCAA tournament, at least as of now, a lot of your blue blood teams are going to end, be in the 8-9 uh, games. Well, yeah. I mean, Carolina's falling off. Duke has lost a few games Kentucky, here. Kentucky is. You're going to look at MSU. Like, you know, your one seed is going to be teams. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah. One seed. Yeah. You know, Gonzaga will get the West seed because – they just don't play anybody. That was a good game against BYU. They gave them all they had. But, yeah, it's, it's if you want to win the Big Ten, it's going to be entertaining. Big Ten is void of stars this year. But if it's anything like the games last night, it's going to be exciting if you like college hoops. You know, Ohio State loses to a damn near winless, Big Ten winless Minnesota team at home. Yep. It was a bogus call at the end. It was fun to actually watch the reaction of both coaches. Like I know that was. I mean, it was a clean block. Ohio State player blocked. The oh, shot. it was as clean as clean can be. They gave him the foul. He based the free throws. That's ball game. But when you look at the Big Ten, there will be no clear cut champion. There will be like there'll be nine teams probably making the tournament, but Purdue will probably be the only team that's in one of the top four seeds. Well, yeah, and that's because they have (laughs) seven-foot-four guy that can dynamite the game or dominate the game. And they will be at the Breslin Center on Monday. Yeah, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 2.30 game, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, I think that one's going to be on Fox or Fox Sports. So, you got to – I mean, at that point, in order to beat Purdue – Izzo has done is basically let the big man shoot. Just let the big man shoot all game long and hoping that he runs out of gas. Kind of like what happened to Michigan at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He's going to be short on his free throws. He's going to be short on his shots because he's seven six. He's legit is what he is. I but mean, unless you, can, you he can't a, play 40 minutes. He can uh, play 25. Right, unless you just want to hit him in his knees. He's, He's he's gonna make Maddie Sissoko look like you know Muggsy Bowles. So. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to look. How many minutes do you think a game he's playing actually? Edie, <sighs> Edie. I mean, he's probably playing like thirty minutes a game. They get up, so they could probably find convenient times to rest him. But I'm I, I would say probably thirty minutes a game. Yes, no. Um, he's average, yeah, 31.2, okay. which is up from 19 last year. So that's a big increase. Well, but yeah, but you also had Travion, uh, Williams. oh yeah. So he split seven, four, two ninety five. So now he's the guy. So yeah, he's going to play a bunch of minutes. So the key is you just got to wear him down and wear him out. So mm-hmm. just wanted to get a little bit of quick hoops in since we were now into hoop season. Look, I know the, the mess that's going on with Michigan and Harbaugh. I'll address that when something happens because right now it's nothing. It's it's a bunch of middle school kids on Twitter 
saying how much they like each other. Mm-hmm. And I like you. And I like you for liking me. And I like you for liking me, for liking you, for liking me. Grow up. Be adults. Be the leaders and best. All right. Anything, Evan? No, that's it. You ended it well. All right. You know what? Real quick, I know you normally ask me questions. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, what you got? Horror movies. So before I came into work today, I was going to take a nap, and then I just got enamored. You ever see the original Poltergeist? Mm. Carol Ann, the I'm little gonna girl, no. gets stuck in the TV set. Greg, uh, Craig T. Nelson, young Craig I know T. all Nelson. about it, but yeah. I, I don't think I've seen it from start to end. Yeah. I've, I've never understood why did you stick around? Why did you stay in the house? Like the house <laughs> is telling you to get the hell up out of there. It's all them damn movies. They all, like, I don't know. And it's just so calm. Like, I got daughters in the TV set. It's like. I watched this one. Out of hand. Seriously, I'd have been like, I'm out. Two um, weeks ago called Barbarian. And they find a secret room in this basement. So what do they do? They go into the room. See, nope. Okay, then the room has like a weird bed and a camera. Blood. Oh, what do they do? They find another room. Mm-mm. Why not? Let's go into it alone again. Instead yep. of making a call. Oh, get this. And the door also closes and locks them sh- shut in there every time. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? They don't prop the door open. No. That's, that, 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 that's just it. If we're going to go in there, some people are going to stay behind, hold the door. One person can go in there. It won't be me. And it's a female, too. And I'm like, what is going on here? But the original poltergeist, like, the, the tree is trying to eat the little boy. Like, they gave you a hint and a half. Get out. <laughs> and you stuck around. And you stuck around. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, our daughter's not been in school and she's missing. She's she's around. She's stuck in the TV. I, I would have I would have left. I would have I would have cashed out. Nope. The dog couldn't hop in that taxi cab fast enough. <laughs> it's, it's a damn shame the dog was smarter than anybody else in the family. All right. <laughs> All right. I just I just had to get it off my chest. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep subscribing. We may be back next week uh, for another edition of the Five Star Zone. I know um, we got weird hours next week. We're off Monday. Tuesday, we could do one. Okay. So, yeah. So, be ready. Another one will be dropping soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back soon.